everybody. We've got a special little bonus quickie episode for you because next week we're going to have our coverage of Scream 2. But if you'll remember, if you've been with us for a period of time, we did Scream last year. And, well, David really shat the bed on that one. He stopped paying attention to the movie and his punishment is that he had to rewatch it again. I was going to make him rewatch all the Screams. At some point. At some point. At a, at a point in the future, I had to rewatch Scream. And I thought it was going to be very soon after this. But it uh, turned out it was about a year later. Yeah, right, right around. <laughs> right, you know, almost exactly a year. And so the time has come for David to rewatch Scream. So let's revisit what he said before. By the time we got to That's that point. That's fucked up. But by the time we got to that point. I was so checked out of the movie that I didn't care. I think that's my problem. I'm disappointed in you. Why are you disappointed in me? Because you decided to check out of the movie. And I did not do that with RoboCop. And that was the biggest fucking turn in the world. <laughs> no, I am not yeah. saying that this movie is cinematic gold. It is not Goodfellas or Singing in the Rain. Well, no. quality. But come on, man. At a certain point, they've made it so obvious that we're watching a movie that we've forgotten that there's a story to tell. And I I, I want a good story in a movie. That's just something I crave. If I'm watching a movie, I want you to tell me a good story. And if you don't do that, and you're not obviously trying to get away from that, it just bothers me. I reiterate that <laughs> I did not check out a Robocop <laughs> the first time or the second time. Because I went into it and was like, this is what it is. Let's watch it. You decided to check out of this movie. You decided I no longer care, so I don't I'm not I'm not even gonna try to watch it on its own merits. I did I I will say I think I got to that point. It's not allowed. <laughs> it's it's a no no. Well, it's not appropriate for this whole podcast. Okay. You're in trouble. You're on the eye list. <laughs> you owe me a movie now. I owe you a movie. Well now you have to watch Scream Two. I can watch Scream Two. David. Have you rewatched Scream? Yes, I have. Okay. And what do you have to say? What the fuck was I smoking? I know! And I'm vindicated. I'm the best. I This came over a text conversation, and my first response is, who took David's phone? <laughs> because he has never gone from, this is crap and I hate this, to, oh my god, this movie's awesome, ever. In the 13 years I have known him, never. No, this movie th this movie is so, so much fucking better than I gave it credit for when I first watched it. Yes. My score is still saying, you owed this one for being a jerk, so. Yeah, okay. Okay, so what was drastically different for you watching it this second time? Knowing the ending. Okay. Knowing how things were going to play out made all of the scenes with Billy and Stu mm -hmm. so much more meaningful knowing that they're the killers in the end. Okay. Knowing that ahead of time, the psychotic stuff mm -hmm. reads so much better. Yeah. That scene at the stairwell with Billy mm -hmm. where he's trying to pressure her into sex plays perfectly as a psychosociopath. A little bit more. Yeah, it gives it a little more context. When you know what's coming, it works really well. Okay. Because this isn't a horror movie. Not really. I don't view it as one. I view it as a straight thriller that is fucking around with horror conventions. That's fair. This was meant to serve as commentary on the genre. Absolutely. And 
anybody who was well versed in horror films, which you were not, and I'm barely, I mean, I, I fake it decent enough just because I've seen a bunch of them, would have caught on to a lot of those themes because they're just common. Right. That that all plays perfectly. The other thing is, I don't know why I didn't buy Nev Campbell the first time around because she really is fucking incredible. She's pretty good. She's not shocking, but she doesn't have to be. Her no, character I, doesn't need it. There is a thing here where we talked about, you know, Halloween, mm-hmm. where none of the characters seemed real. Yeah. Like, they all seemed like adults playing high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Everybody in this movie feels like they're in high school. Yeah. Even when they are probably significantly older. Yeah, they're all 20. And credit to the writing for mm-hmm. that, which does feel more natural. Thank you, Kevin Williamson. <laughs> But also credit to the actors for, I felt so bad when we were saying, like, nobody's committed to their role. And I was like, no, everyone's committed to their fucking role. I don't know why we're talking about that right now. I re-listened to our past episode. I did as well. Which I would encourage everyone to go do if you want a little more context for this conversation and going into our Scream 2 coverage. I still stand by the fact that Jamie Kennedy was the best because he knew exactly who his character was. And he went, he went all in on it. I still stand by that. I stand by him being good. Mm-hmm. But he is comic relief and he is tropey. I actually would say that the, our leads, mm-hmm. David Arquette being slightly overdone, but that is purposeful, mm-hmm. especially for that character. Everybody else really does ground themselves pretty well. Mm-hmm. Stu is kind of unbelievable in how wacky he is, Mm -hmm. but that is a cover for his psychosis. Fair. And Billy does the same thing. He's he's trying to be the sort of dirty, greasy, alt-quarterback star boy to hide the fact that he's a fucking sexual predator. (laughs) Yeah, that that did not age well still. That was still bad. Well, it doesn't age well, but on the other hand, it really works. Like, this movie, in a lot of ways, purposefully cuts those tropes. It really does comment on it a lot in a good way Mm -hmm. and really hacks apart that whole, you know, well, the woman has to have violence perpetrated against her because that's how this ends. It was like, no, quite often the women have full, almost full control over what's going on. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is when she's running away right before Billy and and Stu reveal themselves and the killer's running after her and she just slams the door in his face and he gets knocked on his ass. It's like all those scenes you realize it was like, oh, this killer is not that smart. No. And he's not that good at what he's doing. And most of these women, while they do wind up dying, get some good shots in and have some agency, which would not be the case in many horror movies. They fought back. Exactly. Hardcore. They were not weak or helpless, they were being terrorized, and they were overcome. Yeah. That's that's really what it comes down exactly. to. Okay, I have another question for you. Do you think your opinion of this movie is better now that you've watched a few more legit horror films? Like, we've watched Saw by now, we've watched Halloween, we've watched Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you feel like now you've been primed better to go into a movie that's a little more commentary on what we've been watching as opposed to brand new? Yes and no. Okay. Yes, because subconsciously, I don't think I can avoid that. Okay. But consciously, that wasn't in my head. I approached it by actually wanting to watch it. Okay. I can't help but feel that listening to myself at the time 
and thinking back to it, I think I was just tired and dead and didn't really want to buy into a movie when we sat down to watch it. No excuse. I'm just trying to figure out what was going on. I think that's what happened. I just wasn't ready to buy in. And because it didn't grab me right away, I felt lost after we got real quick into it. Whereas I couldn't help myself from getting sucked in, wanting to rewatch all of this and being like, what? How did I miss all this shit? All right. Just the fact that he talks to the janitor and is like, Fred, how you doing? <laughs> and it's Freddy Krueger. Well, he's out of makeup. Like, yeah. I know. Okay. So are you excited to see number two? Yeah. I'm right. primed. Okay. I'm ready to figure out what they're going to do next to make it better. You took a master horror director mm -hmm. and then said, here's a script that fucks up everything we know about your movies. And he went, cool, let's play. Let's have fun. And he gets to say, I'm going to take everything I normally do and we're going to flip it on its head. I do like Wes Craven's, and this is just something that's going to come up a lot in the Scream franchise, where he picks apart the argument that violent violence in media makes killers, makes people more violent. Yeah, that's that's going to get hammered a lot. I used to be very on the side of you can't blame the artist for that. Yeah. That's been tempered a bit because I think there is a real impact. I think the argument that says there is an impact is not so much about, you know, specific movies being a problem, mm -hmm. but a mass culture surrounded by it being a problem so that, you know, once you get into certain levels of fandom with superheroes and violence and gore mm -hmm. that there comes a point when they're when a critical mass of that really becomes toxic well that's true of all fandoms like i mean we could pick apart our my little pony fandom there's some really deep-seated crazy going on in there true and, and quite often it's not necessarily the art that's doing that as it is a cultural zeitgeist being dredged up <laughs> no i just like you know, he throws the line in there that Billy says, you know, movies don't make killers more violent. Movies make killers more creative. It's true. And I like that because that is an argument for both sides, actually. Oh, it is. But it definitely makes you pause and think. And I like that Wes Craven was able to do that in this movie. And I, um, I've only seen Scream 2. I haven't seen 3 or 4. But I can tell you that that's a message that he does hit repeat on in a, in a great way. I'm, I'm excited. All right. Well, uh, we're going to have our coverage of Scream 2 up next time, next week, usual time on Monday. And then if that wasn't enough Scream in your life on our Patreon this month for our patron-exclusive content, we're going to cover Scream 3 and Scream 4. That's right. We're going to go through all of it. All yep. of it. Except the TV series. Yeah. I think I think maybe that one can wait till next year. <laughs> that one might just get to wait. Forever. forever it's possible i don't know i might i might just get bored we we got a lot of horror coming up in our life with uh, sabrina which will also be our patron exclusive content coming up later this fall but how do how do people get our patreon you just go to patreon.com slash macintosh and mod all right and what level do people have to sign up for if you sign up at two dollars a month you can access all of our patron exclusive content and then above that, there are all sorts of other cool stuff. Like, you know, at our $3 level, you can get a sticker for our network and a sticker for the show of your choice. Yeah, because we have three. You get to pick. You get to pick which one. And then if you're at the $5 enough level, you get to pick a movie for us to cover. 
And even if you can't go at the $2 level and only at the $1 level, if you join as a patron, I will guarantee you a haiku written about the subject of your choosing. Written by yours truly. David just really wants to write a haiku. Someone please sign up for patrons so David can write his damn haikus. And most importantly, if we hit 15 patrons, mm-hmm. we are covering Mean Girls and and the Mean Girls original cast recording from Broadway. Uh, yeah, and that's why we have to do it. So we, we need to get 15 patrons in order to make David groan about Mean Girls on the mic. I'm fine about Mean Girls. Yeah. I don't know about this Broadway shit. Let's just, we, we gotta, we gotta. Fucking musicals. They're the best. Nope. Or they're the really worst. And that can be fun, too. All right, we'll see y'all Monday for Scream 2. Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.